The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond, 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 beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 321. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. Beyond. The Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Beyond. In my Italian meatball, <laughs> Brian Altano. Beyond! These were very abrupt uh, introductions. They were just like, all right, Beyond, what's up, there. bros? Yeah. Uh, Colin. Mm. They heard your cries, readjusted the podcast room so we can all be conversational. And I, as I came in, I was excited, and then I was like, well, what is Colin going to bitch about now? And now you're just bitching about the setup in general. Yeah, I just don't like having, I don't, I don't like doing video for this. He got mad that I sat I'm not too talking close about the video, I'm talking about the table. Uh, yeah, but we, I, I don't, we shouldn't, the only reason we have to sit next to each other like this is because we're recording a video. Colin, what is Otherwise, your... Otherwise, we'd sit across from each other. What is your utopia? Like, what is everything, when it, when, what is... What has to happen for everything to be perfect? For you? I don't know. I just can retire and <laughs> not, talk, not talk to anyone anymore. Just stop doing everything. As as no YouTube. humans around anywhere. Uh, we are doing it as video, as always. That's nothing new. And in fact, the only thing new is that you can now get it on your PlayStation 4. Yeah. yeah. The IGN yeah. PlayStation 4 video app has launched. It's a free download. Go get it. Podcast Beyond's there. Up at noon's there. The news videos are there. All the stuff updates as soon as the videos go to IGN.com. So it's real simple. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like was the, there was this post by some blowhard on the PlayStation blog about it. It was just a fucking. I just thought when Colin writes anything, like, like when he's writing like a letter or something, it's always very so cheery and happy. And he always, <laughs> yeah. like, he'll sign every email, even to us, and be like, take care, even though he's like, oh, a step away from you. And then yeah. you meet him, and he's just such a curmudgeon. <laughs> just so unhappy. No, but I'm, I'm a great writer. I love your emails. <laughs> no your emails they always end with, take care, Colin. And yeah. then it, yeah. underneath it says, Colin. Well, it's like signature. your signature. I know, but you don't. Have, you, I still we, sign my things. Thanks, Greg. Like, and then it's. It's a, like my mom when she texts me and she's like, "Hey, Brian, it's mom." And I'm like, "Hey, mom, I know because that's how phones work." <laughs> I have to. Well, I'm actually a little OCD, so I have to sign every email that way. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I sign my. Oh, that's why I sign. Every, why I start every email with "Hey." Got it. Hey. Sorry I like for making fun bit. of your. Hey. Disability. But no, I, I like to. I like to. <laughs> it's not even the worst disability I have. But uh, it just shows like how good of a writer I am. It makes you think I'm a nice, cheery. It's, it's the same thing we always talk about too. That you never emote in real life, but when you have a conversation, an instant message. Colin's emoticon, yeah. and he's got big old smiles and stuff. Smiley with the equal sign eyes, so it's like they're really big and adorable. <laughs> that's that's old. That's old MIRC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From back in the '90s, <laughs> before a lot of people were born. 
that's that's something all right uh, brian thanks for joining us on the show thanks for having me this is great you're back by of course listener request everybody's tweeting wanting you back oh good next yeah. week's jared petty everybody you wanted him back he's back next week as well and then that's we go a, on vacation that's a great list you have going there so <laughs> me I, and jared petty well no we go on break for a while and say it's the holidays tom petty? tom petty i will gladly have on any time oh, can tom we be Petty's the heartbreakers a, next week i heard tom petty's a big playstation i don't even know what that means Wait, i will gladly we, we'll be give jared up his petty and the heartbreakers that's what you want to call the show well, yeah, we'll be the heartbreakers. That's how you introduce the show. You need to break some hearts first, Goldfarb. <laughs> oh. oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Beyond IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. What's number two? Uh, I don't want to give any credit to anybody else. Okay. I don't, just, I don't been, listen to that. I've shit. been looking at the number two. Uh, is not even rankings. close. To number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Uh, there are ten items on the list. A lot of announcements happened when I was gone in Seattle. Over the For weekend? one day. Yeah. yeah, well, you went during the VGXs. That was your own fault. You should have yeah. known. Well, Jeff Keighley, he begs you to totally stay at home and watch. <laughs> uh, number one, Destiny finally has a release date, but it's later than some assumed it would be. Look for it on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, as well as Xbox 360 and Xbox One on September 9th, 2014. A beta will begin in the summer of 2014 and will come first to PlayStation platforms. It says platformers on my... On my paper. But You're a good wow. writer. You're a good writer. How many emoticons are in that sentence? Destiny Take platformer. Care, Colin. <laughs> Is anybody excited about Destiny? No. I want to be, man. Yeah, I will be. I think I, when, we're, when we're closer and we see more, totally. that'll be the yeah, thing, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I'm actually, I'm at the point where, like, when you show me, like, this sort of, like, three-minute-long space teaser for a game now, I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's great. I get but, it. Like I, I need I need some t- tangibility here. Yeah. You know, like the No Man's Sky trailer we saw, thought it looked fantastic. But give me like details. Let me play that game, and we'll, we can talk. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which I know goes against our entire business model here at IGN. <laughs> Don't give me any details. Let us speculate. Show me when it does. When there's a top ten list. Yeah. Well, and then we're gonna say something we see in the preview, and then it won't be that way in the review, and we'll get yelled <laughs> at by everybody. <laughs> Number two, Telltale Games: The Walking Dead season two finally has a release date. Its yes. first episode will be released on December seventeenth, at least on Steam. I think it comes out the eighteenth now on XBL. I right? I think I saw that. We're still yeah. standing by for its release date on other platforms, including PlayStation three and PS Vita, but I assume it'll be around the same time. Yeah, and they haven't technically confirmed it for Vita, have they? I thought they did. Yeah. Oh, well, I think it was announced for Vita. Well. That's hard. Matt Wilson writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says the telltale announcements around the eventual Game of Thrones and Borderlands titles were some of the only VGX news items that really excited me. However, I'm worried that Telltales is using the success of The Walking Dead as precedent to be a bit overambitious with the potential risk of not maintaining the same level of quality for their products. Do you think... With their two ongoing IPs, Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead, and the two new announcements, Game of Thrones, Borderlands, Telltale may be overextending itself and possibly setting itself up for underperformance. Nope, nope they're fine. Uh, think of it. <laughs> All right. I mean, they go. are. So, like, Telltale post-Walking Dead, totally different company. They nearly doubled in size. They have multiple teams. And think of it, like, AMC has Breaking Bad and Mad Men going at different times. They run at different times in the calendar. Yeah, but they year. also have Low like, Winter Sun. Well, no, for sure, but I'm just saying, like, you have to think of it, you, you think of these as episodic, like, little seasons of shows, right? Yeah. So, Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead will, in all likelihood, complete, and then they'll start Borderlands and Game of Thrones, yeah. and then they can do the next seasons of the other ones. Like, they'll, I, I think they're completely fine. It, it's two at once, not four at once. I mean, remember, Walking Dead and Fables at the time game were announced at the exact same time, which yep. was, like, their review event for Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So... 
we got an entire season of Walking Dead before we ever even saw like real Wolf Among Us footage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, so and now after that, that first going, season of The Walking Dead, they hired so many people. Like yeah. they are so much bigger now. They definitely have two teams. I I have no doubt that each of those teams, like the Walking Dead team, will probably move on to you know Game of Thrones or whatever. So I, I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be fun. Uh, we, is it in the Roper Report though? Walking Dead release date that wasn't hit, hit last week in time. Uh, yeah, 2014. Walk- oh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. We're I actually I playing like seven, it. I have like seven Telltale. No, he just said it. It was, I, yeah, that, just, that was the first one. Jesus fucking Christ, everybody. Sorry. Jumping God. Out Number two, Telltale <laughs> Games, The Walking Dead Season 2 finally has a release date. Greg, I, I still, thought we were talking about Game of Thrones. Mm, I'm yeah. high. Just high as a but you, but you ruined yeah, yeah, items yeah. number nine and ten, so thanks. Thank you, Greg. Oh, well, it's a good way to set them up. I'm glad you left a pregnant pause in between the Telltale stories. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon's Crown and Persona 4 both put up huge numbers on PS3 and PS Vita. Dragon's Crown, available for both platforms, has sold 800,000 units both at retail and digitally, while wow. Persona 4 Golden has sold 700,000 copies at Vita, uh, for Vita at both retail and digitally. These numbers include ship numbers, so there is likely a small amount of stock that hasn't yet found its way to consumers. Uh, huge numbers. Dragon's Crown will, I, I am sure, get a sequel. Uh, no, that'd be nice. I like and, that Dragon's Crown. Uh, Persona 5 comes to PS3 next year. It'd be nice to see... Uh, so, like, in seven years, we'll get a yeah. Vita... <laughs> a Vita expanded. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked, like, totally shocked if Persona 5 was on Vita and PS3 at the same time. I would be. At the same time... Because here's the thing about Persona 5. You know, people complain about it not being on PS4, but think about how long the game's been in development and how long they've been teasing stuff about it. Like, it makes sense to get it out on PS3, then if they're going to do PS4, if they're going to do Vita, that would happen a year or two later. I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, the team that made is making the game made Catherine, so you assume that... Yeah. Uh, 2011 they were probably working on it so. a lot of block puzzles coming no yeah. i hope so Catherine's awesome gotta get that step tornado <laughs> uh number four tomb raider is officially coming to playstation 4 square enix has revealed that tomb raider definitive edition will be released for both ps4 and xbox one on january 28 2014 it will cost 60 dollars and include all of the previously released dlc and some other goodies our friends at united front uh worked on this uh ah, worked on this game it's a lot of kart racing yeah, in it. yeah. Car, nice. kart racing and hong kong crime action <laughs> yeah you can customize everything too uh you really like tomb raider i loved tomb raider except for uh i didn't i didn't like a lot of the characters and i didn't like where the story sort of went by the end but yeah. actually playing it it was probably one of the most fun games to play that came out this year um that being said i have little to no intention to replay the entire campaign over again nor will i ever touch any of the multiplayer dlc yep. so this whole package is of no interest to someone like me who's played the game already. If you've never played it before and you have a PS4, oh my god, this is probably one of the best games on your console right now. Um, if not, then you know I don't really see there's a lot of new stuff bringing me back. Like the the hair looks better, okay. But if I mean <laughs> that if, bouncing bobbin, if, yeah, if they remade games every year when had better hair, I'd have to buy everything all the time because that's not a, a, a it lot. It also to fix. already looked really good. It did. Like it's it one looked... of the better looking games on PS3. Yeah, I was so. saying that to Greg ex- yesterday. At no point during Tomb Raider did I ever stop and go, "Man, this thing's an ugly." It was like trash. Yeah. I actually, I did the opposite. I stopped and I looked around. I'm like, "This is a beautiful vista I'm looking at right here." And... I do think it's cool that this is so far the only thing that we know of that's been ported over that is a it's not just like oh we increased the resolution like they literally created a new model for the character that is only in this next gen version and, really and they they added all those dumb hair physics and stuff but yeah. i mean like it's cool that like it's not you know people are complaining that it's 60 dollars, but that doesn't really bother me because i think it's cool that they put the work into it to kind of like yes it's content wise the same game but it isn't it isn't just like up res are they, you gonna play they're it? doing more to it i mean i would replay it i I like Tomb Raider probably the least of everyone in the entire Oh, really? Office. Wow. Yeah. So I, I like Tomb Raider a lot. I doubt I'll be there. Like, oh, God, Tomb Raider is nowhere near my game of the year. Do you think... I, I didn't say that. I just yeah. said that I liked it a lot. Yeah. Do you think that they should offer some sort of, like, one of those $10 upgrade... 
I mean, that would. Are, are you saying this? There's enough here to justify this being a new, like, sort of like Wind Waker HD. I'm I'm in between those two statements. I, okay. I think it would be great if it was a ten dollar upgrade, but at the same time, it's not like Madden and Assassins, all these other games that are literally the same game but at a better native resolution. Yep. Like this is they apparently, or so they claim anyway. Obviously, we haven't seen it, but according to the press release and the interview, Lion they did. Ass Crystal Dynamics, they, uh, <laughs> Carl Stewart. <laughs> they claim that it's a totally new character model for Lara. That they rebuilt everything from the ground up. Yeah. Um, not not like all the environments, obviously, but that they like. New textures, new everything. Um, yeah, they got the the Sleeping Dogs team to do it, right? Yeah, which is interesting to me because it's both of those games were actually uh, considered un- sales underperformers. Right, right. So, well, that's, that's why they're doing this. Yeah, that that's like a big because the amount of money it takes for them to it's a, to it's farm a weird like little into... it's like a like a little giant scenario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Colin, mm. Tim from Michigan writes in. Do you think this is Tim Allen? I hope so. Beyond. Hey gents, I was wondering, are there other current gen games you'd like to see the next gen treatment for? Like Tomb Raider. Personally, I'd love to see Skyrim next genified. It seems like this would work be less work for games that were released on the PC. I think maybe this is us talking from our ivory tower, right, where we get yeah. to play so many games and our lives, our life revolve around games. These re-releases never do anything for me. Like, yeah. and there's notable exceptions, right? Uh, Persona Four, obviously, that's so different. There's been so many years, and it's but a new platform. Not, yeah, they added new characters, new levels. Right. They added a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But like Tomb Raider, like I love Tomb Raider. I'm never gonna play a Tomb Raider Definitive yeah. Edition, yeah. and I rarely come back for those kind of like, oh, here you go, this is that repackage thing. I mean, this year specifically, I think you'll see it more than you usually do because every year you see Game of the Year editions. Like, there's nothing new. Like they re-release these games and they add all the DLC onto the disc and they make it sixty bucks. But this year in particular, like I wouldn't be surprised if you saw like Bioshock Infinite on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you eventually see GTA Five. Like I, I think a lot of the games that came out in 2013, you're gonna get next-gen ports of. I don't. I kind of agree. I don't really need to replay yeah. most of those things. But... I'd rather see studios work on new stuff, especially exactly. United Front Games, right? Like, well, they're so talented. Like, like Skyrim yeah. came out in 2011. Like yeah. I mean, that game we I mean, definitely. And yeah, you're talking about Skyrim. Like no, that's not gonna happen. But you're getting yeah. the Elder Scrolls Online, which I've played and is basically MMO sure. Skyrim. It yes, feels exactly. and looks like that. It looks beautiful, ran yeah. beautifully. I don't think they're gonna go back to the pot that far, but I, I can see them doing 2013 games. Sure, we'll, we'll see Uprez just like Tomb Raider, Last of Us. Uh, Last of Us specifically, probably not. Uh, but maybe, I mean, maybe with the DLC and stuff. Why do, why do you want possible. them to leave it alone? I don't know. I just, especially with Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider came out like six months ago. Like, yeah, why do we, we don't I need know. another. Came out like nine months ago. Uh, we, Ten months by the time this is out. So, Almost 11. Like, when God of War Collection, which we'll have news on <laughs> in a minute, like, when that came out to P- on PS3 in 2009, that started a huge trend. That was really the first major collection, that and Sly were like the first big collections that came out that started this whole HD trend of like mm-hmm. taking old games and releasing them. Those were the games that started to do it. And we just don't, like, it doesn't make sense for a game that is readily available on a platform you probably own. Like, God of War collection made, and Sly collection made sense because people's PS2s were put away, backwards compatibility was removed, and like, you know, yeah. and, so, like, you could play, and they were like actually looked different because right, they're not, right, right, you know, like, I think the argument for Last of Us is that if Gaikai isn't, in any way, shape, or form, ready to get digital versions of PS3 games out anytime soon, Sony's missing the boat, right, on a game that's probably going to win many Game of the Years, and you have an install base now that's huge, that means there's a lot of people who are like, oh, sure. it's totally Xbox 360, and now I've jumped to PlayStation 4. Yeah. And that means that they missed Last of Us. There might be money yeah. in those coffers. I agree sure. with that. I, actually, I, I like the idea of it being... Uh, you know, sort of first-party Sony games because that means that if they're going to do what they did with Flower at launch, then I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll download The Last of Us double HD for free or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. But, like, there's other games, like, 
Like The Walking Dead, how much better can that game look? Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Journey was fantastic, but I mean, uh, yeah, the the sand will glisten a little better. Like, no way. I mean, Journey would look amazing on PS4. I would really? kill for Journey on PS4. See, but here's yeah. the question, though. Like, who, Bad who bought a PS4? <laughs> go to hell. <laughs> who bought a, a PS4 and was just like, yeah, man, this is a great system. But you know what wasn't good? PS3. Yeah, I, well, I bet through, a lot of people I did. skipped I mean, right over that. I bet a Damon lot of people really? skipped from yeah. 360 to, to PS4. That's, I mean, that's crazy to me. A lot of people jump shit because there are a lot of people. You like PS2 was the system, yeah. and then a lot of people switched to Xbox this gen, and now they're coming back to the PlayStation ecosystem. And so, like, they missed all three Uncharted games. Like, it would be really cool if before that new Uncharted, they did some kind of HD collection, like just to take back what I said ten minutes ago about <laughs> 2011 games. Yeah, uh, we're all we're we're basically going back on everything we're all just saying. Yeah, I mean, I, the more I'm, I'm saying, really? think about it. Well, I mean, like, that I wouldn't replay these games, but there, I know that there's an audience for them. They're, yeah, but Tomb Raider doesn't make as much sense to me because it was cross-platform. Yeah, but I mean, so like, unless like, you were like, man, I don't even care about video games, and you're like, whoa, whoa this PlayStation Four, exactly, yeah. throw yeah. away my yeah. books. But small. I mean, like, what they did for um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sly, or what they did, you know, like what we assume they were trying to do with the Ico collection leading into um, Last mm-hmm. Guardian, which obviously mm-hmm. never came. Uh, I, I can see them doing like the Uncharted trilogy on one Blu ray, uh, you know, on PS4 for 50 bucks leading up to the release of the new Uncharted. Yeah. Like, that's actually really smart because, like you just said, like there are people who miss those games. Um, so maybe that is smart. This is why I don't run a studio, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I just wish that, like, with Flower and Escape Plan and all these games on PS4, it's. I think I'm actually. It's cool that they're free if you already own them, so it's a nice little fan service. Yeah. But I'm actually disappointed that they use their resources to do that. Like, yeah. Escape Plan needs a sequel. Why don't you make that instead? Yep. You know, like, like, like. I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, but, I, because no I, one owns Vitas. Like, this is a chance for them to have enough people buying that game who don't already own it that they can find it. See, that 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 would be my argument, right? That maybe they they were like, well, there's not enough people interested in Escape Plan, but maybe it's the platform. Maybe if we put it out somewhere else, we can, you know, get some fire to get another. one. I suppose. Yeah. I just wish that they would use their resources to make new games because, like, yeah. Sony sends two you. different image, like two different images to its consumers. One is like we're making new games. We're making Infamous and Drive Club and The Order. And then the other one is like, well, we're also like re-releasing everything, but think you know, of it, on like on Vita or see, releasing everything they're... on PS4, and it's just like, I don't know, like these do take resources and money and sure, time sure. and QA and cert and all these things. That I like... I honestly think that it's it's Sony for the first time in a long time they can and they've been doing it a lot recently. They're banking a lot on nostalgia and they're looking at their pedigree and they're looking at the fact that, like Nintendo, they're they're now a company that can look back. 10, 15, 20 years and be like, look at what we've done, you know? And I think if they if they kind of go back in their classics, like they did the, um, you know, Shadow of the Colossus and, uh, and Eco and stuff like that came out. But seeing Flower HD uh, at, at the PS4 launch, A, it helped pad the launch, but B, it also goes like, hey, hey we've been making really good games for a long time. I don't think it's something that Microsoft can do, and like the PC uh, landscape is a is a nightmare, a disaster. Like I was looking at the there uh, is no current gen. Yeah, I was there looking is at no the, next gen. Like, there have, is has gen. anybody looked at the logo for PC gaming recently? It's no. just PC in a box. It's just PC in a box. There's probably no one knows who made that. You can't hunt that guy down. It's like 20 years old. Whose job is it to update that and fix it? Right? There's there's nothing there. That's their legacy. Exactly. Yeah. But you look at like Sony, and they're like, hey, we've been doing this for a long time. We can actually look back and think about it, you know. And they try to do it with a. Uh, uh, PlayStation All Stars, which I think was a little early. Had they given that a few more years, maybe you could, they could have built on something a little more. But. Yeah, I mean that's totally true as far as really digging back in that well. But as far as something like Escape Plan, it doesn't make sense for them to put resources into like. So let's say that team was like, we're making Escape Plan Two, and they released it on Vita, or they randomly release Escape Plan Two on PS4 and Vita without having had 
Escape Plan 1 on PS4. Like, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, this way, they get people on the new platform who are excited about the game, who've never played it before. Because think about how small the number of people playing it on Vita is. Like, I, I think it makes perfect sense for them to do it this way. I'm actually glad they did. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'd, I want to see new games. Um, They're coming, Colin. Yeah, they, they are coming. They are coming. Well, a you're lot, a lot you're in the small coming. group that's, like, played everything on PlayStation. Like me, True. I didn't. I played the demo for Escape Plan on a plane, and I was like, this is cool. And I saw it on PS4 and I got it. And I'm like, this is great. Now I get to play this straight through. And I, I don't think I would have done that. Had you put it on PS3 a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't have. But, you know, there's not a ton to do on my PS4 right now. So every time there's a pretty new box that pops up on, what is it, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Then I'm like, yeah, cool. Let me check this out. So And now when they put out a sequel, I'll be like, I played the first one a few months ago. Yeah, ago. I just don't – I want these things. Like when uh, I just feel like when God of War came out, Collection – I'm not a God of War fan at all. But when, yeah. when, that, when that came out, it felt special. Like – yeah, I played. They, but that was like, the same and, and thing. They took the PSP games and put them on PS3 because they knew not. As well, many there, there was the PS2 them. games first, and they did it, and, and you know, in anticipation of God of War three, which makes sense. Like we were saying with Sly, it's the same right. thing. But like, just the Tomb Raider thing struck me as just weird. Like that's more indicative of like poor management at Square Enix that over anticipated how much this game was going to sell and was like doing everything it can to extract money out of people from a game that came out on a viable and viable and vibrant platform that's still alive six months ago yeah like, that's like pushing it too much to me for me now like that's mm-hmm. just like come on man like just also sell up, you know just... what you know what else came out six months ago the pc version which looked way better than the console version yeah, so like sure. if yeah. that was really your thing you had that chance back but then again too. this happens literally every year there's game of the year editions of games every year this is just replacing game of the year edition and i think they actually will probably do a current gen standard game of the year edition that's cheaper we will see i think you have to be game of the year to do that that's no, you really don't. I know. We've seen there was a Dead Island. Wasn't there a Naughty edition. Bear game of the year? <laughs> was there really? Oh, yeah. God. I think they knew what they and were doing. And that's why it's called the Definitive well. Edition. Well, the yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no cops over there either. We need cops. Uh, number that's five. the only time I'll ever say that. <laughs> the SRB has rated the God of War collection for PlayStation Vita, indicating its release might be imminent. As you may remember, it was originally announced at E3 2013, but Sony hasn't said a single word about it since. We reached out to Sony for comment. Uh, they told me that they have nothing new to announce at this time. Mm. Those are uh, fun games. Yeah. I, I want to see how it does on. I want to see how it feels on Vita. I feel like that would be. Yeah, God of War one and two are fine. I, I actually really think those are great games. I just hate Kratos. I just hate him. Yeah, I know he's so he's dumb. Um, I, I still think God of War two. Uh, I still think God of War two is the best in the franchise for yeah, me. Yeah, God of War two is really no. Good. Uh, Ghost of Sparta. Oh, really? That's my pick. I love Ghost of Sparta. Interesting. Yeah, that was the best one. Yeah, still also really good. Ready at dawn, son. Yeah, both both of those Ready at dawn games are really good. Number six. Uh, Sony patent dug up by CVG and filed in June 2012 indicates that Sony is playing around with the idea of an all-new PlayStation Move. <laughs> the schematics for the device appear to place a touchpad below the face buttons on the Move, similar to that of DualShock 4. <laughs> Hopefully, this is nothing more than protecting a patent. Yeah, remember they did this too, where they, to they put away, they put out that one patent, right? That was the, the break the, apart. It was yeah, the yeah, DualShock yeah. 3 that broke in half to be a PlayStation Move. We never saw that atrocity. <laughs> so hopefully, this is just more. They <laughs> patent a lot of stuff. They patent stuff yes, all the time. Yeah, and the best part of that patent application was the guy like taping them to his ankles. Yeah, and then he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, oh. he did like a bicycle kick in like a FIFA game or something. I mean, it's it's a cool idea that they're shoehorning touchpads into everything nowadays but i mean they should probably figure out what to do with the one on ps4 first yeah because there's yeah, one sitting assassin's there creed nailed it yeah Done. assassin's <laughs> creed nailed it but i mean what's the, where's the first party stuff that's using that yeah thing? infamous is, is kind of weird and and yeah. uh i feel like the touchpad and the light bar more than the touchpad is gonna be something they're gonna really regret putting on that controller because now you can't take it out like, yeah like it's the same thing with back touch on vita like you right, can, right. you should just get rid of it but like sure you can't yeah because then a lot of your games won't work anymore. I'm sure they'll they'll disable the light bar at some point. Because I I see people getting annoyed by it. And a lot are, of people are bitching that yeah, yeah the reflects off their screen. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't bother me. 
Really well, the, the, the thing that the doesn't speaker bo- is more annoying to me than the light bar. Well, the speaker you can turn you off. You can turn it off. But the thing that, that bothers me about the light bar is that it changes, and I would never know that because <laughs> yes. I'm not staring at the upside down part. I don't yeah. like sitting sure. with the controllers but on like, my face. A great, the best example I've seen is when I took the Thief demo at the PlayStation event, right? Because what Thief is, uh, like, if, like, we were playing in a dark room. Like, I'd yeah. play at home, right? And so you can obviously there's on the screen saying oh you're in the shadows or you're in the light based on the little you know reticle hud but instead when you're visible to other people it glows white so like when you're in your playing in your room you, like it's pretty visible your hands are glowing white or whatever and then when you're in the darkness it goes away so i like if That's that sounds cool. if it sounds goofy it was actually really cool in theory yeah, or, I, or I like it's also if you could turn it like it would be cool i agree that they'll probably do a firmware update to turn it off or something but it's it is cool too um like I know, like a ton, most games are using it right now to identify which multiplayer player is which, mm-hmm. um, which is really smart because like uh, they were showing us at BlizzCon, like Diablo three, Diablo. Uh, if the if the controllers are sitting there and you you know you get up and walk away or whatever, like oh the pizza's here and like you're playing fucking local multiplayer and you get up and come back, everyone knows which controller is theirs. Like it matches the color of your character. Like but like it's like subtle little stupid things. But... Honestly, how often does that happen? Yeah, I mean that's that's who the am thing. I? What's your what's your favorite four player split screen cooperative multiplayer <laughs> game? I'm on PS4. But there I'm also not 15. <laughs> no, I know, but right now, you, yeah, there's none. I mean, like Greg, you told the story of you went to the Sony event and yeah. you guys were like, "Cool, we get to play PS4 all night." Right. And you sat down on the couch and you're like, "There's all these controllers." Let's play Madden. Yeah, we were <laughs> like, "What game can four people play?" And we went through the stack of games they just gave us and we're like, "Yeah, I guess Madden." The system's <laughs> been out a month and a half. Yeah, I know, but I think that's also still common. Local, I mean, local yeah. cops also dying. Yeah, and, it, well, it depends uh, on the game. There's tiny brains. I think, I think it's coop. Well, tiny brains is not indicative <laughs> of a revival of uh, of local co-op. Uh, yeah, I think it's silly. Like in Killzone, you know, it, it, like it turns from green to red as you're getting damaged. And it's like, what am I gonna like? Yeah, like I'm dying. On the you're screen. gonna get like, shot more if you go I know. to the <laughs> I know. I, like I get it. I mean, I I don't know. I just feel like. DualShock Four would be cheaper for them to manufacture without it and without the touchpad and. You know, much like the Vita would be cheaper without the back, t- the back touchpad, and you just can't get rid of it. You have to be very careful but about Vita, what you're doing. With so with mm-hmm. Vita, you obviously can't completely disable it because then certain games don't work. But you could theoretically sell a controller for cheaper that doesn't have the light bar, and it, it, there's a big sticker on the front of it that says "not compatible with light bar dependent games" or "not compatible with touchpad dependent games." Like yeah, the, the cash register noise just went off at Mad Cats. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true though. Like the uh, an accessory is easier to to remove a feature from than like the the literal system itself. Yeah, true enough. Number seven. True that. Polytron's hit game Fez has officially sold a million copies. Why is this significant for this podcast? Because Fez is coming to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation <gasps> Vita. Wow. Uh, My hat shoots off. I played it on Vita Gamescom. I don't know like what the deal is with when these are coming out. Well, he quit then. video games, right? He did. He did yeah. quit video games, so I don't know. But, but he has a company. I mean, I know, yeah, I know. it's not only him. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, but the we'll see. Second- I don't know. When I first played that game, like when it was first out, the first thing I said was it would be really cool on Vita because the back touch makes a lot of sense for rotating the world. Are you like, a wizard? I'm a wizard, yeah. We were just talking about getting rid of the back touch a minute ago. Now what? <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah. That was all Colin. I love don't the back Don't even get Goldfarb started on his back touch. He'll start waving Let the tail. Let me tell you about tail. Here we go. <laughs> Number eight. Little Deviants used it really well. Yeah. The, you're you're the playing Terrier. PlayStation like Vita. Yeah. Number eight, Gran Turismo 6 may be selling soft if UK sales are any indication. The racing game from Polyphony Digital debuted on the UK charts at number eight. With numbers with numbers five times lower than that of Gran Turismo Five womp from 2010. Womp. Wow. However, GT Five did have two more days on the charts, and it was released on a Wednesday, while GT Six came out on a Friday. GT Five sold an astonishing 10 million units on PlayStation Three, making it the best-selling PlayStation Three game of all time, uh, exclusive or otherwise. Half of those sales came from Europe, so uh, it's very important that that game performs. Do yeah. so you uh, think they? That's the best-selling PS3 game. Yep. Yep. 
Holy crap. Yeah, Gran Turismo is huge. Like, that is the best-selling franchise on, on PlayStation. See, that's that weird like anecdotal thing where I know nobody that plays those games, but the people that play those games are insane about it. But right? you also know people who play like FIFA, and FIFA sells incredibly well over Yeah, sure. I have no British friends. You don't know foreigners? <laughs> no. Um, isn't, do you think they waited too long? Do you yeah, think it's, it's, it's next-gen hangover, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's not cool. Like the the first like last night, you know, I brought out the Xbox One, put them on the entertainment center, and then tossed the 360 Wii and PS3 to the bookshelf. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll never have to use these again. And then today, I was like, Oh fuck, Walking Dead. Shit. Yeah, and <laughs> I gotta, Walking Dead, Persona. Uh, play it on your Vita. For me, Final Fantasy. If it's out day and date, I will play Walking Dead on my Vita. Walking Dead mm-hmm. on the original one on the Vita wasn't very good. Was I like, was fine. With it, it was way framey and. And had like a lot of loading. Like, really... let's not let's not mince words about how shitty Walking Dead ran. <laughs> no, but, every, like, yeah. but like when you play it, like like when you when it goes back, it, only the Vita version does this. When it goes back into like you controlling it, the Vita version just freezes for like five seconds and then like goes. No, that's, I, that's, I didn't have that. No, that's just Lee thinking. They might, maybe they patched it, but I played it on the, the one of the trips recently, and the one before Japan, whatever trip that was, and beat it and platinumed it again. And I, I did too not have it that on problem. Way to Japan, New York, pound it out, bro. It was New York. There it is. Pound it out. Pound it all night long. Go for it. Who's redeemed the ticket to Pound Town? <laughs> it was Panda Musk. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I think uh, I think there's a safe assumption that Kazanori is not happy right now. Not sure. only because of Drive GT Club. Six, yeah, because Drive Club is coming on PS4 and GT5 uh, is not or GT6 is not selling well. So I mean, we were just talking about this though. Like, didn't he hint at a PS4 version? Yeah, yeah. yeah they basically yeah. all but said that it's coming. Yeah. So um, that, that might help it. But yeah, I don't know. They Polyphony has like carte blanche like more than any studio that Sony owns because of how much Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo sold like 80-something million units. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just print money. So they can do whatever they want. And I'm sure that they Sony would have rather this game come out maybe like last year. Uh, but, you know, they're crazy. So <laughs> And uh, it wor- it works out for them and their fans. Colin, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite conversations we ever did was uh, about the, the Michael Denny um Quote oh, Michael Denny yeah. about when, when he when best. he revealed this is for PS3 yeah. and we we put the sound clip in it. Isn't that the one that might be the one where Baradon just sat next to us and didn't say anything? I think it might be. Yeah, that that was. I remember that was such a big deal when 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 he spilled the beans on that that yeah. people didn't believe that he said it and that website had to release the audio when yeah, he yeah, clearly yeah. said that GT6 was a PS3 game. And that was your theory about uh, the next Uncharted for a while too. Yeah, because it would have made sense. I mean, it wouldn't have been that surprising, honestly. So, Greg, you already talked about Borderlands and Walking Earth. We didn't and, go into details about them. And, and, yeah. And I'm Game sorry. I'm oh, sorry. There's nothing much more really to say. I'm not very worried about it. <laughs> no, They're for so real, cute. read them both. Read them both. Because you and your fiance we, we, fight like this. See, this no, is I want to fight like this with you, though. This is what confused me is that I, when you said, I thought it was confirmed for Vita. I must have been checking audio levels. And I thought you were talking about Game of Thrones. No. And you were talking, Game of talking about confirmed for nothing. Exactly. That's why and I was confused. Mitchell Morgan. It's the, coming to nothing? It's coming. That's it. It's just being released as a thought, a collective thought to everyone to enjoy. So we're ta- we were just talking about how Telltale games don't run that well. Mitchell Morgan, uh, the the Goldfarb bet of the day. Yeah. Uh, I think that Game of Thrones will be the first native next-gen Telltale game. Ooh. Um, yeah, okay. Because Borderlands has started. Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us are obviously – maybe they'll get, eventually get ported next-gen, but they're obviously current-gen right I now. That'll be totally um, a Game of the Year edition thing. We'll finish yeah. all of Walking Dead, and period, and stop. Yeah, there it is. Totally. Uh, Borderlands, maybe – I, Borderlands could be the first one, but it sounds like they're already pretty like they they had a trailer and they have footage and they have stuff going on for that game. They know what it's about. Whereas Game of Thrones, like they only have text and concepts to talk about. Yeah. So yeah. I bet they haven't started it. And for that reason, I would guess that's the furthest away. Which means that's probably the one where they might finally debut a new engine with it. Do we yeah. know anything at all about the art direction that that game's taking? No, no they literally have There's shown nothing. We don't know if it's so. It has HBO in the name. 
Yeah. Uh, man, Colin's getting so pissed that I'm stealing every bit of this new stuff. Nah, there's nothing um, to say. I, I, <laughs> uh, it has game Colin, it calm has, down. Take care. <laughs> it has HBO in the. <laughs> it, it's a yes. collaboration with HBO, so it's very clearly based on the HBO Game of Thrones, not the Song of Ice and Fire books. And um, that that means we don't know if like the voice actors are going to be the characters in the show. Like we sure. don't we don't know anything about it. So we'll see. Stop! <laughs> oh my god! You? Is it Nick? I'm getting texts too. You can too. silence your. You know you can silence. Oh, Poe texted me too. What's all going on with these people? Uh, and so then now bring us up to speed on Borderlands then. Tales from Border- the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands, the Borderlands. is a, it, everyone got super confused about it and Telltale had to clarify, this is a Telltale game. Like Gearbox is not writing it. This is all Telltale, developed by Telltale, published by Telltale. Uh, it's called Tales from the Borderlands. Telltale, Telltale, Telltale. It's made with the blessing of Gearbox and Gearbox were consultants on it. Maybe the blessing, like there's some Italian uncle. Well, they own the IP. You can you can make this uh, game if you want. The confusing. My you throw change in the back of their car. <laughs> yeah. It's Randy Pitchford. <laughs> On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Uh, the uh, um, the game though is all Telltale. What's confusing about it to me is why because 2K doesn't own it, but they published Borderlands, and they must be like, hey, like because I would assume they don't get any cut of this. It's a oh, it's a Gearbox owned yeah. IP yep. that has been licensed out to Telltale. So I find that really interesting. Well, good for them. Yeah, make that money. Telltale. Yay. Uh Ryan writes into Beyond at IGN.com. Beyond. He says, Beyond. Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> he has quick fire questions, but one pertains to this, so we'll start with that. Andrew, uh-huh. Game of Thrones was the VGX's this week. <laughs> but you had a story up about it a month ago. I'm curious how that happens early and don't know how scoops like this work. Sorry if that's a dumb question. How do you, oh. how, in, in, our, in our day and age here of mm-hmm. the internet and your job is Dark Knight of News, how do you get scoops like this? You, IGN did have... Hey, we have sources and reports, and this is coming. And then people yeah. still were like, "Whoa, a logo! Whoa, game crazy!" <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not I don't believe those guys. <laughs> I, I don't think it's manufacturing uh... this news. Sushi X is the only one who gets the real scoops. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a dumb question. It's uh, you know the there's these official channels where we get press releases or people post on the PlayStation blog or release trailers or whatever. But then a big part of the job is kind of the typical. You know, watch a movie, like watch House of Cards or whatever. Like watch. Uh, you sleep with your sources. I, I, I had sex with Kevin Spacey, and he told me about this. House of Cards no. spoilers. But um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, but uh, you you know. Did you, they reveal you, the Game of Thrones games during House of Cards? <laughs> <laughs> Is my, that a PlayStation and Vita? I'm thinking about getting myself one of those because Telltale's gonna put out a Game of Thrones game. <laughs> there are so many things rattling around in my Kong? brain that every time you guys say this, Is my brain is like. Kong? <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, like, you meet people and, you know, yeah, we, we have people who tell us stuff and we vet it and when we're comfortable running it, we run it. But yeah. that's, you know, we, you know, it can be any number of, of different places these sources come from. But yeah, like, we receive information and then it's our responsibility to verify that it's true and then report on it. So, I mean, it's it, it's kind of cool how it's split in that way that, uh, you know, there, there are these official sources, but then the, the harder part of the job is kind of meeting people and getting the phone and mm-hmm. chasing down bigger things. Was this one of the biggest stories you ever broke? Um... There was the Destiny thing was probably bigger uh, a year or two ago. Um, oh, where the guy left, like, he left a whole folder of, of Destiny <laughs> secrets, like, in, secrets in a sandwich shop. That yeah. was ridiculous. See, that's, like, that's, that's, that's totally part of this. I mean, that is, like, cartoonish luck that something like that oh, happens. Yep. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that that happens. We broke the title of Black Ops 2, which was not a surprise to literally anyone. At that what happened? That was somebody, was didn't somebody, like, send us That was a, a retail picture. source. It was a pre-order card. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a few. I mean, this is one of the... the bigger thing sure yeah yeah well, that's cool but it's good it's, yeah i mean that's that's part of the fun part of the job yeah it's awesome i love like having sources you know you build mm-hmm. relationships over years with them yeah yep. and then they feed you little pieces of information <laughs> yeah it's uh 
Yeah, it's cool. I I I enjoy breaking a good exclusive as well. Yeah, and, you do and a like, ton of them. And it's like Walking Dead for Vita. We we're just talking about Colin Moriarty joint. That's true. I did break that. Sweet. But the but uh, yeah, like I I like you know I for instance we revealed last week uh, in an exclusive that uh Sony. Why Sony, are you touching over there? Sony <laughs> Liverpool. We're Morse, uh, we, we put out the podcast as a Morse code, too, just so everybody can <laughs> oh enjoy. Yeah, fire, fire Sprite. That, yeah, Sony Liverpool, which was like shut down for whatever reason. No one has any idea because uh, they're one of the best studios Sony owned. Uh, lives again as Fire Sprite now, and like 15 of them are over there. And, um, you know, that was that's the kind of exclusive where someone actually approached us and was like, you know, like, would you like to break this you know, exclusive yeah. news? We know you really have a soft spot for Sony Liverpool, and you've written a lot about them and stuff. And that was so that was like one of the more like come to you sort of exclusives. And then there are the exclusives where you really dig and talk to people, get on the phone, go see people, and like you know find out things like on the DL. And, right, 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 right. Um, some of the frustrate more. Sorry, my, I have to take my pill. That's why this keeps going off. Do you want me to go get it for you? No, it's okay. Will uh, make you happier? No. no. Will anything? Uh, no. Money, Aww. retirement, in that order. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, uh, I'm not that. Curm- I'm uh, I'm not that unhappy all the time. I'm, just, I'm you know. I'm you get, yeah, you're getting pretty unhappy just talking about this right now. <laughs> you're looking pretty unhappy as you talk about how you're not unhappy. But it's anyway, like, like my, my fiance said this to me the other day. She's like, you're you're so defensive, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? No, I'm not. I'll kill you. <laughs> well, it's like the whole thing of like like I can't. If that's you know if the defense you can't defend yourself against what people think of you, that's then that's then that's true. just a cycle. That's just a loop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the movie Looper, I'm just I I feel like I'm just quiet and and uh, and uh, I like things to be a certain way. Okay, yeah, there's Curmud- nothing wrong with that. Curmudgeonly is probably I would throw that word in there too. Well, that's what me. Greg says, but I don't I don't I don't. It's feel a good. That. It's good though. It's like a good you know. I don't know if I necessarily like the consider- grandfather from the guy from Up. I never saw that. I, I got the platinum. Tr- I got the platinum trophy. You are a curmudgeon. <laughs> 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 this explains so much. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm just, I am who I am. I'm just I know here. you are. I'm not asking you to change. You know, I'd like you to be through me a bone so much. You weren't, you weren't mean to me. I'm not mean to you. Weren't yeah, that's, why I work, that's why we work so well together. Well, sometimes it makes <laughs> me not want to work with you. Anyway, what I was saying was that there are really cool exclusives that you get where you have to really dig and stuff. But no, I think those are the most satisfying, even if they're not the biggest ones. Sure. Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, that they're legit, you, you know, journalism. You yeah. Know, so. Goldfarb, I'm pumped for this. The Walking Dead Season 2. I'm pumped for this Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, you mean The Walking Dead, a Telltale series? No, I don't mean that one at all. <laughs> and I will not say that. Uh, but if I wanted to know what was in stores right now, where could I go to find out? The official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, curmudgeon. <laughs> I like, like the Terminator remix. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Full mentions rolling over the Not much this week. Uh, Doki Doki Universe is available on PS3, PS4, and Vita. Um, Can we talk about that yet? Do I need that game? Yeah. I think I need that game. That uh, game dude, very... you of all people are gonna fucking that love game that looks game. Wonderful. It looks it looks like yeah, Scribble Knots. It looks yeah, yeah. Like you run it's over very there. cool. It's got it's got vibes of Scribble Knots vibes. I think of a boy in his blob um, for you old. Oh school yeah, yeah. Fans you say, you were yeah. saying wonderful things to me right now. Yeah, like, I, lo- I love awesome. a boy in his blob. People make fun of that game. My like, game's fucking awesome. People, I mean, really, people don't like that. Yeah, game? they because like, it's too hard because a bunch of people are babies. Oh, the thing about that game is hard as hell. Get out of town. Can we? Don't go to the club. Don't make kids. Yeah, we can talk about Doki. We can talk about Doki Doki. The thing with Doki Doki is. There aren't, at least from what I saw, there aren't like main quest lines. It's like these little specific tasks you're doing for people you meet, and mm-hmm. so it's it, it's like scribble knots in that way, where it's like little micro missions. Sure, basically. I like that. Yeah, it's a it's what I'm I'm calling a side quest simulator. It's it's uh, you land on little planets. It's basically a commentary about humanity. That's what the game is. So like you'll land on a planet where people pollute the planet too much, and you'll land on a planet where people are jealous of each other, and you oh, land neat. on a planet where like people uh, don't trust each other and stuff like that, and 
they all but it's all cartoony and kind of funny mm-hmm. you know like on the on the garbage planet there's like a piece of poop that you talk to and stuff like that and you, like and it's <laughs> story it's, of my life but Talking like you kind of but there's planet. kind of like a serious note to the game um which i'm not like actually super crazy about uh but basically you just go to these planets and you talk to the people and they all need something from you like uh and other people give you things when you do something for them and you can like by m- m- create these things for them so for instance like you do something for someone that gives you a bowl of spaghetti Right and like you can now bring up that bowl of spaghetti whenever you want and just make you're it appear. Saying, you're saying all the right words to me. Spaghetti. <laughs> and, and so like you go to another planet, the guy's hungry and he wants something hot. He's like, I want something hot. And you can make, you can give him spaghetti and he's happy. You can give him other hot food items that you mm-hmm. might find, but they're cold food items too, like salads. You don't give him that. And then as you learn more about the characters in the game, they have like like and dislike cards where you like figure out what they like and dislike, and you mm-hmm. try to make them as happy as possible. And they give you presents and stuff like that. And then you like complete worlds by doing everything for everyone on that planet. And then you go to the next planet and so on. Sounds cool. So it's yeah, really cool. awesome. It's on Vita, PS3, and PS4. The versions, I, I have to in, investigate more. PS4 or PSN was down yesterday. doesn't seem like the versions talk to each other, which is a little weird and disappointing. Uh, but I do think you get all the versions for buying one version, but I'm not positive about that either. So I'll have more information on that uh, on the review when it goes live in the next day or two. But That's it's, really it's cool. a cool game. It's not, like, fantastic. It's a little cumbersome at times and... Kind of a one-trick pony in a lot of ways. Like it's really like that's what you do is you do side quests. Colin, if, the some, same if somebody brought you space spaghetti, yeah, would you cheer up? I would love that, but I would prefer it to be like you know, uh, like ziti. Or, you know, I, I, like, I like a harder shell. But I don't like this space spaghetti. It's space. <laughs> Go back up there. Uh, space I'm, not big, I'm not a big spaghetti guy. Like, no, I'm back to the Italian to... moon and get Colin, me some ziti. Colin's very particular about his pasta. We uh, had we had like an hour to get lunch when we were in Germany, and we went to this little Italian place in the middle of fucking Cologne. And he was so mad about the lasagna or whatever we ordered. He was pissed. What was about wrong the with the day. lasagna? What was that pizza? I don't remember that. You you just said it wasn't authentic. Like it we, wasn't it wasn't we, legit. We sat down. We were in Germany. We sat down. <laughs> we sat down we had like a pretty nice meal and I thought it went fine we paid we walked away and I was like oh man we have like an hour before we have to go to the Sony conference and he was like yeah I'm glad I spent my fucking day in Germany eating shitty fucking lasagna I don't remember I don't remember that I remember being fine with it it wasn't like the you best you complained about lasagna ever. for at least the next half hour oh okay I don't remember that you're like moment. Garfield <laughs> <laughs> no, Garfield likes lasagna. What's wrong? Yeah, but he's particular. They didn't. They didn't use their special seats in. They they just it just was like made a couple days ago probably, oh, and like good. it was so like scorching hot, which means they were just heating it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was fine. You know, if you don't have a palate for Italian food like Goldfarb does, and then that's <laughs> if it has cheese like, and sauce, and I'll eat it. And you grew <laughs> yeah. up with Italian food in your house yeah, every day, you then it's a little yeah. different. Uh, I I was just thinking about this totally unrelated, but it has to do with Germany. <laughs> I love you guys. Germany is also the only place. I was thinking about this because McCaffrey and I were the only ones that saw it. Uh, the only place where I legitimately almost got run over by a car. Really? Yeah. Like we were just crossing a road and there was a Mercedes. You know how they have those Mercedes, like those beige Mercedes uh, taxis there. Like that's all they have. Like I was just walking. I expected him to slow down. That dude was not going to slow down in the alleyway. And like I had to like run to avoid the car and he just kept speeding away and I'll never that, forget it. You, you it almost, was right by where JFK gave the I can Berliner or whatever speech. But wasn't I can have cheeseburger. I can have cheeseburger um, speech. We uh <laughs> we uh <laughs> Jeff Davis Jeff you, you do that again. You you almost got hit by a car when we went to that grocery store too. We bought Coke. Oh that's right, yeah the last day of, we were in Germany. When we went to some burger place in Cologne and they were they asked us what band we were in. Yeah. What'd you really? say? What'd you yeah, say? Yeah, because we were just like Americans. Three eleven. Yeah. yeah, I was like, we're in three eleven. 
I think went, you guys suck. Actually, no, I was, I was, the, uh, I was in the movie Up. They tried to take my house. I put balloons on it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, apart from Doki Doki Universe, which is our review, our review will come for that soon, video review and written review. And it's, I, think, uh, it, I think it's cool. I feel like it'll be right at home on Vita especially, but I haven't played it there yet. Cool. Uh, Strength of the Sword comes out on PS3. It's a digital game. Nothing else on PS4. On Vita, Mahjong Royal Towers is cool if you like Mahjong. Oh, I love shit. Mahjong. I, I don't even And uh, Sorcery Saga, Curse really? of the Great Curry God, which is like a roguelike uh, dungeon crawler. Um, I've had it for like a month. Yeah. And uh, I just haven't had a chance to play. I previewed it, but I haven't had a chance to play it much. We're going to outsource that to a freelancer because I just don't have the time to deal with it. So I'll have a review in the next couple weeks on that. But it's it's from what I played, you know what you're getting. You know, it's uh, not for everyone. It's, okay. a, it's a very hardcore RPG. Cool. That's it. All right. We'll check in with the listeners then. Remember, be part of the show beyond... At IGN.com, just like Ryan did. We're going to finish off his quick fires. Colin, how are yeah. you liking Wise on PlayStation Vita? Wise. Will a review be happening soon? It's Ease. And, I know uh, it is. And, uh, yes. Yes. I, when I was a kid, I, so when, when uh, Ease 3 came to Super Nintendo, I thought it was it was called Wanderers from East, and I, I called it for years Wanderers from Wise, and I didn't know until I called it Kid Icarus, and my dad was like, "You're an idiot." Uh, I believe I called it Kid Ice, some bullshit mispronunciation wow, for like way years. Worse than I, I, I was really like I was really young, but yeah, I that called it two years. Kid Ice Arios. I called it by the wrong name for like years, and then some guy in like a Funko Land corrected me. You look like an idiot in front of my mom. That man now, when I got huh? to IGN and I was like, oh man, I love Lumines. <laughs> yeah. You mean Luminous? Yep. I was like, oh, I guess. Yeah. I called it Lumines for years. Yeah. You well, already but you this, trained Jose not the same area anymore. Yeah. Oh, did but you really? Th- 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 so this is the whole weird thing, though, is this comes from a time when we didn't know. You know, yeah. like, we, we like I, I will always say Ninja Gaiden. Always. Always. Me too. Me too. Like, the, it's not Ninja Gaiden. It's it's Ryu to yep. me. Like, not like, Ryu, like, yeah. Um, Pokemon. But Ma- Mario is a funny thing because, like, Mario is, like, I don't know how you feel about this all the time. I think you do say Mario, right? I say Mario. But, like, I've started to say Mario over the years because I've been here for six and a half years and everyone won't stop busting my balls about it. But, like, by everyone, but everyone it, I've ever met until I moved here said Mario. Like, you know who yeah. didn't? Mario. I don't give a fuck what Mario <laughs> His Mario <laughs> games where he's like, it's me, Mario. Yeah, but I know. You probably do. I know Mario. I know a Mario. You know? And he says his name is Mario. Yeah, I know a million Mario. <laughs> so it's not like... It's like I know one Mario. <laughs> and people... And people... Like, what really pisses me off is that, okay, so we're trusting a Japanese company that made a character yeah. to tell the most Italian part of the United States how to say a name, and everyone just accepts that. Okay, there was a couple non-canonical Italian things going on in that game, too. Okay? Like warping. <laughs> I don't know what part I, of it I don't know <laughs> How do you think you get from Sicily to the mainland? <laughs> How do you think my family got over it? We didn't have boats. Yeah, but that, that, like, same thing with Ninja, Ninja Gaiden, right? I always called it that. Yeah, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden. And Mar- Mario, like, it was so weird to me when people were like, what are you talking about? Like, everyone, like, that's... And what's funny is that, like, most people that I've met from Long Island or New Jersey, New York City, Connecticut... They do all say it like that. You know, like Jose is a good example. It's from the Bronx. Got that he, new Mario. And he says Mario. And it's just weird. I think it's weird that you don't say it like that because uh, you're, 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 probably, you're probably not really from Jersey, are you? You're not Italian. Oh, I'm yeah. Not Italian. You guys know. He rips off his mask. You totally know. <laughs> I'm a Chinese Wisconsin. guy. I've been hiding. <laughs> but anyway, you just fat suit. My yeah. <laughs> Back to Ryan's question. Yeah. How are you liking Wise for the PlayStation Vita? And will a review be happening soon? Uh, so, Memories of Celsida is a remake of East 4 and uh, more in the style i think of like the east games on ps1 
PSP like E7, I think. Um, and it's it's good. It's good. It's uh, it's an action RPG. I actually I actually kind of sold Greg on it a little bit by saying it's kind of like Amalur in a way. And that's like, all I needed. It's not nearly as good as Amalur. Sure. Sold all his other systems and games. It's not. It's, <laughs> I never need another game. It's not. It's not. As, it's not as deep as Amalur, but it's it's the same thing where you're. It's an action RPG. You're engaging enemies. It's not randomly. You know. It's not randomly generated. The enemies There's aren't. Loot. Yeah, there's loot to find. The enemies are there on the map themselves, so you see them. You you travel around in a kind of a non-linear way, and there's a story, and there's some side quests to complete and stuff. It's not a great game. Like I see people kind of like fawning over it online. It's not not that good. Yeah, uh, but it's it's good. It's a good game. And, and you're, I, I recommend it to people if you're looking for. It's definitely one of the. It's probably the, the best, if not really the only action RPG on the system. Okay. And um, you know we have a lot of like we get a lot of the Altelier games and a lot of these more niche RPGs. This is a more accessible RPG. So I think. So is a review happening? Yeah, I'm reviewing it. I've had I know it for, you're busy. I've, I know. It's just like... It's, they know you're busy. We didn't get it from... We got it, like, I think the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And then it just... So I lost that whole weekend. The next weekend I was in... Or... No, the weekend I was home and then I went to Seattle and all that. So yeah, yeah, you've been busy. It's coming. It's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm prioritizing Doki. All right. Uh, Ryan's final quick fires for me. Greg, do you still review games? I feel like it's been a long time since I saw you do one. Is this because you're too busy with Up at Noon? No, I don't review games. Before you freak out, I haven't reviewed a game in, like, six months. It's NCAA so, was the last one, right? I think so, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That or 400 Days, which came last. NCAA was after, I think. Okay, okay. Then, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of related to the Up and New thing. Yeah, they just wanted me. I moved to the video team where I could do more videos and put up podcasts beyond as a video and do these videos and host more crap for IGN because that's where I'm a little bit. Is this the first time we've talked about this in the show? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mentioned it yesterday. Or last, not yesterday, last podcast. Oh, the veil has been lifted. They know their <laughs> podcast beyond really recorded every day. No. Uh yeah, last beyond I mentioned it in some passing way that I was like I hadn't re- blah blah blah, and, but wow. I forget what it was. Interesting. But yeah, we kept it quiet just because usually when you do that, it's like when we said we were gonna do the videos is you know oh we were filming that and people are like oh I hope nothing changes it's like we've been filming them for like three yeah. months and you didn't even know like yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't been reviewing games forever and it hasn't changed yeah. anything. Uh, it was time for me to move on. The nice thing you know every always you, you, whenever somebody leaves IGN somebody tweets me and says oh God Greg don't you ever leave IGN and the reason I've been able to stay right is just that. IGN always lets me evolve and change. And yeah. I was definitely yeah. way, pulled way more towards video in the last year and a half since we started up at noon, so put my talents there for a change. Yeah. And the most would say I wasn't really talented at reviewing games. So. I liked your reviews, Dead actually. Dead Space 2. I really did. Um, I liked that they were, they, they read like they were written by a person who like plays a normal, video games. Like a normal person? Yeah, a, yeah, a normal <laughs> human being. And not, to like a piece of prose. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to believe. believe. <laughs> it's almost 10 years since <laughs> the last Yajmen together. Yajmen! But developer of all of us, it's hard to believe Mario horrible. has been saving the galaxy for Graphics, 21 9 years. out of 10. Could be good, but not great, but better than bad. I liked Greg. Greg had Two a very, out of five. Greg and I write reviews very differently. And he, had, he had a very, um, I like anecdotal writing a lot. Yeah. And actually, Vince, our, one of our new hires, is like probably the you master like, at anecdotal mm-hmm. reviewing, which I think is like, he's a great reviewer. You like starting sentences with and. Yeah, I do. And but. And but. You love your conjunctions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, some he people, every once in a while, I get a tweet twi- being like, four. you can't start a sentence with that. And then I just send them eight links with things that, with things that say Wait, you can. When I edit and, your uh, stuff, I, I just try and make them sparing. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So I like to write in a very, uh, like, just a different way where it's like how I how I really talk, you know? And yeah, like, yeah. you say things like that, but you're like, but you know what? Like, this is, you know, like, you don't like have like commas and semicolons and stuff. You don't yeah. massage it. You, when you, Jer- Jeremy Dunham, who was our editor-in-chief like years ago, Left me with really founder, va- podcast beyond founder. Left me with va- really valuable advice, which is true. When I was this is when I was an intern, so this is like ten years ago. He's like, read everything you write aloud, 
Yep. And if it doesn't sound right, then it's not written right. And like you read some things out there and they're just not like they're very complicated and complex, but they don't sound right. No one write or talks like that. So why would you write like that's that? That's a really good that's the yeah. best tip possible for dialogue when you're writing fiction too. Um, yeah, it wor- it works for me every week with Up at Noon. You know, yeah. I like the sh- I used to write such a denser script and it was so convoluted. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna say what's off the top of my head and then write that down because that's how I would talk or how Greg would talk or you know whoever's in the script is just sort of like this is how I mean people should write like they speak and I I agree that there's times to get you know a little more philosophical than that and a little more rich but uh, for the most part especially if you're writing about video games yeah the whole point whenever we I reviewed games was just the fact that hey like I'm gonna talk to you like I'm telling anyone else about this game I always said I I, like I before IGN tried to steal from me even though they claimed they invented it I was like I always want to be two guys on on my couch yeah I'm I'm still in my basement talking to my best friend Poe about what I think of this game yeah Yeah. that's why I loved your reviews is like you would describe a boss fight like you were telling me about it you're like and then like this happened and then just as I thought it was over blah 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 this this and this and that's what made me really feel like and then you'd talk about how it impacted you personally I'm like that's awesome that's what I want yeah you know? yeah and so, I, I think that that kind of like that's like accessible way of writing like and not in a bad way it's like that's I always really liked Greg's reviews too because they were really conversational and like you kind of felt like you were talking to him one of the great compliments I get about my writing is when and a lot of people say it to me on Twitter and, and in comments is like I hear you saying this in mm, your voice mm, and like yeah, people yeah. say that to me all the time and I'm like yeah. that's the idea you know yep. the, 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 the critics of people that of people that write like like Greg does, for instance, in those reviews, are people that come off like you're not supposed to like video games anyway. Yep. So, like, what, like, why are we even here and doing this? So, like, we just ignore those criticisms. Like, that kind of stuff resonated with a lot of the readers, whatever. And people give them shit about Dead Space, or whatever. But, um, but, but if you really try to find the voice, they like people yeah. have to. You I didn't put that together. I do that. I, I do that with both of you guys, where I read your stuff yeah. and I read it in your voices. And I, don't, I didn't. I didn't put Especially it together. Greg. If it was like. But I didn't put it no! together if it was like, <laughs> all these, like it's all your your Arkham City review is impossible for me not read with your voice in my head. Yeah. I say beyond a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I somehow linked to my YouTube. There's all these non sequiturs. <laughs> yeah. Eats an Oreo in the middle of it. <laughs> Gareth writes in and say, uh, says, every episode of Beyond always comes back to the topic of say by the, the Order. 1886 looks dope, but I can't find any other information on it. When trying to look up the gameplay videos, I've only been able to find the reveal trailer. So what makes the Order rad? What rad, exactly... Did Das oh. and see behind closed doors? I did see uh, Ready at Dawn, or uh, the, order the Order behind closed doors. And so a lot of people have this fundamental question. What is the Order 1886? It is yeah. a third-person cover-based shooter. That is what the Order is. Okay. So kind of like Gears of War in a way. Like kind of. Now, I didn't see like the game extensively. What we saw was like we saw some parts of the game running in, in Germany and like they were showing a lot of tech demos. The game... Uh, the main character Galahad I think his name is is like in the center of the screen and you can see him running around when he aims it, it moves over to the right and he aims and then it kind of comes back to the center um, and uh, it's it's I think going to be somewhat non-linear I, I don't really know like the thing that they were really emphasizing was tech and we've talked about it a lot like the, the, the tech in the game is very impressive and I just wrote a story today about how uh, one of the founders of the studio was saying that the game looks better running than the trailer right which, which is mm, unbelievable wow. that's a, that's yeah. a that's a really unprecedented thing to hear somebody yep. describe especially compared to like kill zone or something yeah i mean every <laughs> the, the opposite is almost always true with everything we see we are constantly catfished as gamers catfish yeah. like yeah where it's like hey check out this beautiful thing oh you bought it now it looks like shit we lied to you yeah it's like the old box art conundrum on nes yep. you know like like Deadly Towers is the worst game ever made, but that box art was fucking awesome. Yep. <laughs> fuck uh, you, fuck you, broader bund. Fuck Deadly if, if Towers. You're looking for, um, if you're looking for more on the tech stuff, uh, 
we bar. shot a conversation in Germany right after you got out of that demo where you go into some of the specific stuff you saw. Yeah, and I, I wrote a piece too called like PlayStation Goes Victorian or something where yep. we talk about uh, the tech. Like they're, they're, the basic crux of what they're trying to do, like they sent their whole team in like 2011 to London and they took like very granular pictures of everything. Like it wasn't like pictures of a river or like a, a vista. It was like pictures of up close of a brick or like the uh like a lighting fixture yeah like a light fixture screws and like all like and so like everything's like really well done and true to form because the game's an alternate history piece um that takes place in london in the in 1886 but with uh some advancements like they're like kind of a couple decades beyond beyond where they would be in in the real in the real timeline but uh what they like there's really cool things that you don't pay attention to in games that they showed you and you're like wow this is actually really impressive and one of the things i always bring up are the flags that blow and i think i told you about this like Mm -hmm. the there's wind like a wind engine in the game but it doesn't blow everything the same way so like the flags aren't all waving in the same way like one is waving a little harder because it's a little closer to wind a little more exposed one like might not be waving at all because it's behind a behind like a pillar or something like that um, everything is destroyed in like very specific ways. Like there's no one way to destroy something. So like you shoot a barrel and then throw a grenade at it or something. Or, like they, they showed all these cool things. It was like yeah, very fuck that barrel. <laughs> it's very cool. Like they're then very... singularity comes in and yeah. <laughs> barrel's fine. Everybody, they're don't worry. very, they're very, very, very nerdy about that kind of thing. So I, I, I think that there's every reason, especially with their pedigree with God of War games on PSP, every reason to be confident that this game's gonna be good. Um, and I just hope that they're not overdoing it. You know, like yeah. I feel like this game. They said it's coming out in 2014. I, I really don't know about that now because, like, we just still haven't... They haven't shown it to anyone. I saw it, but yeah. they haven't shown it to anybody. It's like, you got to shit or get off the pot with this game, like, yeah. like in, in terms of starting to roll things out. And I just don't think they're ready to if do If it's that a yet. fall game and they do E3 hands-on and stuff, I bet they could still... I hope so. I'm surprised they just haven't released another trailer. Like, it's yeah. true. Like, that's the only thing we, that anyone's yeah. ever seen is that E3 trailer. And There uh, was something going around that they were aiming for VGX and weren't ready or something... Yeah, I saw something on new guys. So anyway, the order I, I'm super stoked about Infamous. Like, but if I had to choose one, I, I think like if I had to choose like you get to only play one of these games, and I, we don't club. even know what the order is. Yeah, try. <laughs> I would probably pick the order. Wow, really? Wow, wow that's Damn. crazy. Because I feel like take uh, that, we know, Nate we, Fox. We, we know what Infamous is, and I'm sure it's amazing. Be great, you know, and we played it. You know, I played it a long time ago. You played it more recently. You yeah. probably had a better build than I did, but even the build I played was fantastic. And we know we that's a known quantity. That's gonna be a great game. You know, like that, who has who has any doubt about that? It's an open world sandbox game, and it's just gonna be like if it's anything like Infamous Two. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the order is, and there's a lot of like kind of uncertainty about what it is and how long it's gonna be and how it's gonna play. And, all. and I'm kind of excited about that, especially the setting yeah. is fucking awesome. When it's, it's exciting too. Four to six hours. This oh is one, God, yeah. It's one of those. The fact that it's ready at dawn, who has done incredible work, obviously with those God of War games we brought up earlier. But seeing them, you know, flex their muscles and do something like. Sony could buy this studio if this game turns out good, and this yeah. could be the next great Sony studio. We don't know, obviously, but it's like it's cool that potential even exists, you know, and that that's on the horizon because I I don't think there's really any other analog to that right now. Yeah, they have close connections to some Sony first parties, so like they're getting a lot of talent infusion there. Like Ready at Dawn's connection to Santa Monica is obvious because of God of War, and Santa Monica is pr- helping produce the game. And you know, one of their their biggest projects before the God of War games was Daxer, which was a half finished Naughty yep. Dog PSP game that they abandoned. So like they. <clears throat> They finish, so they have a lot of connections with the Santa Monica, like Southern California development scene, and a lot of Sony's parties, first parties. Didn't they do there. Okami for Wii? Or they something? did Okami yeah. for Wii, and they and they um, they ported the God of War PSP games, I think, to PS3. So right, right. they do like port work too. But yeah, I think this game's gonna be cool. I'm I'm super stoked about it. I, I wish we knew more about it too. You know, I, trust well, me, I'm we just as frustrated see. as you are. <laughs> Brent has a question for Goldfarb. Uh oh, enough of your sitting on the fence. Being a bullshitter. Okay. <laughs> Tearaway or Persona 4 Golden? 
for v- overall Vita game? Yeah. Persona 4 Golden. Right, good. I mean, Tearaway is... stay on the podcast. No, no, Tearaway is incredible, but Persona it's 4 Golden isn't just my Vita game. Like, Persona 4 Golden is one of my favorite games of all time. That game is that good. So, okay. yeah, that is no question Persona. Not that I don't love Tearaway. You passed the test. <laughs> Thanks. You've been playing Persona, Brian. No, I'm no, not. Sorry, Tearaway, sorry. What do you think of it? I actually really like it. Uh, I did the same thing you did where it didn't grab me in the first half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And everyone kept saying, stick with it. And again, it's like what you said, right? Like we, we have the option to do that here. There, right. We have access to so many games and stuff like that. Um, but the more I played it, the more I was like, this is really something wonderful and unique. And it's it's one of my favorite things it does, and this isn't, isn't a spoiler, but uh, you start to unlock real world uh Papercraft right. in the game that you can print out at a at a site, and it's it's really cool. I, I want to see games experiment with that kind of stuff more, where, where you sort of are given like a tangible reward for achieving something in a game. I mean, I remember it was very rare, but back in like the NES and Super Nintendo days, it was like take a picture of this thing here, mail it to us, and we'll send you like a free T-shirt. Yep. Like that was nothing like that happens anymore. Now it's all like you know you get a trophy or you get an achievement or something like that. Buy so, this Mountain Dew and get this much off your next exactly. purchase of in-game. Yeah, five extra XP. Yeah, forty-eight for hours of double XP. Dialysis. The one thing I'm surprised at, and maybe <laughs> maybe they do do this. I haven't. Just giving away dialysis. Uh, I haven't looked, but I'm surprised you can't make your own character into a paper graph. Yeah, cool. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's really lovely. It's really inventive. It's it's wonderful. I got cool. sort of annoyed by some of the stuff it was doing early on, but then it just it all worked for me. I for me personally, and obviously you're welcome to disagree, but for me personally. Uh, other than, yeah, like the little tutorial parts where you're literally learning mechanics, once you use those mechanics in the world later on, to me, they feel so natural in a way, even more than Little Big Planet Vita. Like, it is never intrusive. It never feels gimmicky. I actually really, really liked the way it uses back touch and mm-hmm. accelerometer. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm the same exact way. The, uh, like, the. You know, the sort of uh, elitist in me was sitting there going, why can't I just jump with a jump button right here instead of pounding the back like it's a drum? But after a while, you're like, that's actually really fun. Like, I'm I'm tapping the back of my Vita. It's making drum noises, and my character's popping in the air. That's it's also really cool. harder. Like, the, the platforming stuff later gets really hard, not because it's like, oh, this fucking gimmicky stuff is so cheap, but because it's legitimately really well-designed and difficult. And I, the platforming towards the end of that game is, like, super complicated because you're using all of the mechanics at once, but it's really, really cool and really smart and really hard. Uh, for me, and I mean, not, like, unbelievably hard. I, I think Guacamelee probably gets harder, but I, I do think there's, like, smart stuff towards the end of that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Especially to be, to get the trophies for being those levels without dying. is uh, Maybe I just suck, but for me it's really I, I truly think that, like, you know, a couple of years when the, the Vita is said and done, people are like, you know, what what are the what are the games I have to play that really show what this thing can do? Tearaway will absolutely be one of them. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before. I, I think it would be really cool if it was just pre-installed on Vita. I know there would lose money doing that. but yeah. My response to all that is no. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> it just, I'm pl- I've played further, too, and it's just like, eh. Whatever. Really? Still so it feels like a bland experience. I, li- I I like the back touch of making him jump, but you're like, it's all seamless and stuff. Like, how many times have I gotten to where I have to move the platform for him to run and jump, and I just see my stupid fat finger come up but not go through the paper? <laughs> and then I'm like, fucking God. Are, wow, there? Really? Does it work? Great. It comes up. It's the wrong facing finger. Like, it's, like, wrapped around. I'm like, maybe there's something wow, wrong with your hands. I, yeah, maybe there's something wrong with your back Maybe touch. something wrong with your hands. Do you ever think of that? Huh? <laughs> we huh? Just- <laughs> Podcast end. <laughs> Cuts off right there. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, let's see one more question here. What are we? Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. Now nah, I'll go two more. All right. This one's mainly for Colin and Brian. It's from Joe from Michigan. Hey, hey guys. Just pick it up, knack. And I'm really enjoying it. 
Just wanted to tell the Beyond Nation not to be afraid to give the game a try. If you like the old school PlayStation platformers like Jack, Ratchet, and Sly, give this game a shot. Thanks and Beyond. If your PS4 can run it. I was going to say, you guys have run into the same problem that stops you from ever playing that. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit too much like an NES game, right? <laughs> where, it's like, where you can get up and accidentally step on the floor and your NES fucking resets. Yeah, I was, you know, I, was, I was enjoying that game. It's very repetitive. It's very simple. But it's never broken. And it's never bad. It's just sort of like... Huh. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. Like, I played it for a few hours, probably. Me too. And, and it started to freeze on me, like, ruthlessly, and I'm like, fuck this game. Uh, maybe when they patch it, I'll play it again. But I totally disagree. It has nothing on Ratchet or, or Slack Sly. Cooper or, mm-hmm. like, nothing. So, like, like I yeah. like not even – like, I understand that's the spirit they were going for, but, like, the every mainline Crash, Spyro, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank game is better than that. Yeah. Like I, I don't like. They're not even in the same league, yeah, especially just, especially Ratchet, which is probably. The I best know you guys both had the freezing problem that like yeah. ended your gameplay experience. And I that, played for like twenty minutes with Christine, and I was just like, no, sorry. Like I get it, I get what it's doing. Sure, totally not what I invest time. It's in. it's got yeah. some problems too. Like I tried to play co op with my fiance, and yeah. it's one of those games where it it pretends like the second player doesn't exist. Exactly, exactly. It's re- isn't that weird yeah. that the games still do that? And it's like, it's the power of the PlayStation 4. We can make a robot boy made out of like a thousand old iron parts. And you're like, okay, can you put player two in a cutscene? Nope. <laughs> we forgot. So like we're running along and the, the cutscene plays and it's like, you beat the boss. Congrats, the thing blew up. And uh, my fiance was like, where did I go? I'm like, oh, they didn't think you were important when they were making this game. So yeah, so uh, like we, I saw Knack a bunch of times, and like Robo Knack, the the second player thing, was not something they even started talking about really until we went to Japan. So it was right. clear that to me, I don't know if it's necessarily true, but it seems indicative that, that this was something I was put in like when the game. I was didn't even on. know there was co-op in the game until I read Steve's review. Yeah, like, and I, I didn't, I I didn't played... know until I flipped the box over. Yeah, and I was like, oh, and it's like not real co-op. It's, it's not. It's like it's... you can like siphon your the second player's parts if you need it. Like the second player will not dictate where the camera it's, is. It's basically like yeah, it, it's like if, if the second player runs too far, uh, this like the script doesn't keep going. Like you can just die and then you reappear. You have yeah. no health or anything like that. Like you share power with the first player. It's like if the first player had like a dead imaginary friend. Like if Nack was just like, why is the imaginary a... friend dead? <laughs> Guess you're right. Okay. I think th- he I can be the... alive. I think if the... you're if you're making him up, sure he's alive. The one thing Nack... I'll give you that. Nack you're nails. Really dark. Nack Nack nails uh, it's cutscenes though. I think that like Nack's vocal performances are really really awesome. All the oh characters. they're great. Yeah, and the cutscenes are really cool. It's got a very Pixar quality to it. But in terms of sheer gameplay, like okay, so Na- Nack's vocal perform- performances as... are awesome, except for Nack's voice when he gets big. He sounds like uh like the chef from South Park. He's like, hey, guys, you ready? Yeah. We got to go beat up some robots and tanks. And it's like, holy. And then he's, he shrinks down. He's like, hey, guys, it's me, Knack. You're like, okay, I get this. Yeah, like he, he turns into a big black guy. It's really funny. I think that Knack's selling well, and I think that um, I think we'll see a sequel. And I, 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 it invokes a very specific spirit, which I think is cool and, and, and very important in the PlayStation ecosystem back in the day, which was the platformer, the character yeah. platformer, the mascot platformer. But, well, you know, hold on. I now. think about Ratchet or Sly, and I'm like, these games are. Hold on, Knack is barely a platforming game. And yeah, it's, know it's not. Well, it's an action platform. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a traditional platform. In terms of like jumping on platforms to advance in a game, that happens very infrequently compared to, uh, sort of like character memorization and patterns and a- attacking and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, it's a shame because I really liked the the two levels we demoed. The one in at E3 and the one in Germany were like straight platformers they were really cool yeah, it, was fun. it yeah. just sounds like those are like the only two sections like that in the game which is it's a it's fun it's not worth getting up for the third hard reboot 
of my PS4. Sure. Like, It'll be, not, that yeah. was when I was like, I'm done. If they patch it and it's on PlayStation Plus someday, it's probably going to be worth it. But yeah. it's not worth 60 bucks. All right. That's all for questions, but we have a hit of the week, ladies and gentlemen. It's Brett. Brett says beyond. 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 My wife and family pitched in money to get me an early birthday present, a PlayStation 4. Yay. To do so, she had to fib about her whereabouts and proceeded to sit in line outside of Best Buy for eight hours in sub-freezing weather to do so. Yeah, what a delightful wife. Yeah. Did you yeah. think that she was with another man or something like that at that time? That's I bet he did, yeah. <laughs> he's like and he's just like, tears. he's sharpening the knife. <laughs> he's getting ready. Jesus. <laughs> to open his PlayStation 4. Oh. Okay, my, my, my next dead friend thing is is dark but you know you can murder somebody for not cheating on you and that's i think we okay. all know the walking dead how this shakes down oh okay you find somebody cheating on things go bad oh. that's lee everett's story remember yeah. yeah yeah we all got the reference i'm not i'm not advocating no, anyone understood. getting stabbed except yeah. Goldfarb. i don't see it. i've never been anything but nice to you guys <laughs> <laughs> anyways brett continues anyway if i could be hit of the week that'd be a cherry on top Sure, Brett. Of course you can. His PSN, everybody, is Brett, B-R-E-T-T-3-0-1-1. That's Brett3011. Remember, Hit of the Week is when we put out an IGN fan, podcast, beyond listener or viewer that you can then befriend on PlayStation. Be nice to them. Send them messages saying beyond and try to be their friends. See, yeah. if, see if you can fill all 2,000 spots. PSN it confirmed. I always still... start laughing when I do it. Well, I know. It's because you know how ridiculous you yeah. look doing. <laughs> the 2,000 friend limit, by the way, just ruined... Ruined what? Ruined everything for me. What did it ruin? Dude, there are so because, many... Because you can't... You can't... I appreciate it. It's awesome. Like, I, I love that, that we're friends with all, all of our listeners and, 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 and readers. But, like, I can't... Like, one of the best parts about the friends list was seeing what everyone's doing. Like, I like... Yeah. Ah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're playing like, this? A, I forgot even a, have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. scrolling for a minute, yeah. and it's yep. still an A. And you're like, yep. nope. Yeah, and it's no, also no longer looking at the yeah, friends list. That's anymore. part of it. And it's also there's so many notifications. Like I never used I to turn, turn off notifications. Yeah. On I, yeah, PS3. I had to turn them all off. I never used to turn PS3, but yeah, I had to. Again, PS4. we're in our ivory towers. Here. Oh, we have too many friends. Too many no, people want to friend it's us. It's not a real complaint. Well, I, I, we I, could I, delete I never, everybody and lock the list and only be friends. I've with never each other. done this oh. before, but I mean, I've been on the show a few times. I'm part of your, you know, goofy little PlayStation family here. Yep. And I went on Twitter and I put up my PSN name, and it blew the hell up. And within minutes, like. I, I was like, I don't know if I can even deal with this. Uh, we were trying to watch a movie at home, and it was like, gling, gling. Yeah. I couldn't even get to the settings to shut it off. And finally, I did. And I was like, oh, man, you know, this is going to take me forever. forever. So I, I think I got up to, like, the M's, and I stopped. Use Vita. I did, yeah. yeah but even that, is, even that, it takes a while. Yeah, yep. even that takes a long time. And, yeah, yeah yep. you know, this is a ivory so tower there's problem, no accept but... all button. No, but, yeah, it's just, it's just funny to me. Like, real name I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that, like, that's why I wanted to have like a vibrant community of people that play a lot on my PlayStation list yeah, back on yeah. PS3 because I was like, these are the people that are really playing PlayStation a lot. What are they playing? I want to kind of – I always gauge like popularity oh, of games. Yeah. It's almost – it's very indicative of like how popular a game is by how many people on my list were playing it. Yeah. It was like a little microcosm of that. Now it's like just a little unwieldy. Like I just, yeah. I, I, so, yeah. I kind of feel alone because I, I don't know how to, what anyone's playing. You I used think, to make people hit a minimum level, and now you're never going to enforce that because yeah. you would have to scroll through for like 35 minutes. To find See, them. I think there's room though for like some really cool statistics there if they do some updates. If they're like, you know, you have 2,000 friends and 33% of them are playing knack, and yeah, it would uh, be 20% of them got this like because yeah. they have that little. It, it sort of reminds me of that app, um, Flipboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's it's underneath like your when you when you sign into PSN on uh, PS4 there's that like friend activity wall which yeah, is I really like cool and there's like these big colorful pictures of like this guy is playing this game this guy's doing this he just got this trophy um, if they can incorporate that with some stats and stuff like you know you can sort of maybe weed out the inactive people and maybe focus more on the the people who are playing constantly and getting the most trophies and stuff like that that'd be really cool to see I think anything with- let you drill it down like if, if it was like here's a list of like if so if you ever go to like fandango and you're, you're looking for movie times you can type in your zip code or you can scroll through all the list of movies and then click on that it would be cool if it was like 
only show me activity from and you scroll through and you're like you know the order and it only yeah. shows people playing the order or like um yeah like show me what my friends are playing by numbers and it's like yeah like so you have 480 friends online 200 of them are playing call of duty 106 are playing this sure. like that or, yeah that or would if you be could really if you cool. could start to sort like a favorites list like yeah. if i could take like you know uh, everyone in this room and then a, a couple fans that I'm like, oh, man, I really like what these guys are doing and just kind of bubble them up to the top and check from there. Like, yeah, like Facebook. Like Facebook. Totally. Show yeah, who's like on your news feed. Right, they, right, just right. Have to steal, they have to steal a bunch of concepts from a bunch of like yeah. social networks now. Cause I'm sure they know that. I'm sure they're working on that. Flipboard. Yeah. Only thing to start with that. MySpace, top eight. <laughs> don't hate because you only have my top eight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on this podcast, Beyond IGN's PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. It posts every Tuesday on your favorite <laughs> podcast service. <laughs> so go do that. But remember, IGN is what keeps the mics on. So go to IGN.com, watch the videos, read the articles, maybe become a Prime member on your PlayStation 4, download that IGN app. You could watch this podcast on it right there. You're watching it right now as I do this. I'm going to do that today. Like a robot. Okay. Um, then make sure you follow everybody on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is No Taxation. Goldfarb is Garfep. Agent Bizzle is the one and only Brian Altano. Every podcast beyond ends with a song in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up. Today, the artist is in the room. Wow. wow. Colin, yeah. <laughs> Here's his song. Hello. I'm not a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Off the album, I'm totally a curmudgeon. <laughs> Brian. What are we about to listen to? Uh, this is a song I did off my new album called Misanthrope, which mm -hmm. is a instrumental album. It's 35 minutes long. It's 10 songs. And it's free. <gasps> a lot of people sell you shit in December. And I don't want to do that. I want to give you a free album because you spend money on PS4. Are you Santa? No. I would be bad. I would come with one thing. They'd be like, I, I wanted... A PS4. I'm like, well, you get an album download. <laughs> you get a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> I'm a very specific Santa. Um, so, uh, yeah, go check it out. People have told me it's really good music to write to or play games to. So that's like the best thing I can do is give you something that you can make your own stuff to. I think that's a really yeah. fun concept. So this song's called 1AM. I did it with a guitarist uh, out of Texas named Thomas Rakowitz. Incredibly talented guy. And uh, check it out. Download the album at misanthropealbum.com. Totally free. If you like it, you can kick me some money. If not, keep it for yourself and buy some games. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.